0: Yo yo, 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 sorry, I totally fucked that up, but hey, <laughs> everybody, good morning, wow, what a way to start the live stream off with all that feedback, I forgot to silence um, the other uh, Chromebook here, um, anyways, welcome back, so how are you guys doing today, and uh, you guys may have noticed something a little bit different yesterday, I didn't go live yesterday on a podcast, um, initially what I did was I actually did like an audio cast on Spreaker, kind of shared that episode um, onto YouTube and various other platforms. Do not mind if you guys hear somebody snoring. That would be my son. Um, Last night, I guess he thought there was something under his bed, so he came into my room and he asked if he can crash in my room, so he's over there still soundly asleep. Um, Well, I mean, it's no surprise y'all know that I'm a dad. Uh, Jose, what's up, man? What's going on? Uh, broadcasting this to youtube twitch and to periscope as periscope will end in less than 48 hours big john welcome welcome um all right so we got a little bit to talk about today basically two things that we're going to be talking about um and i think mainly the live stream such as this is going to be like on tuesdays and thursdays and i'll just probably do these audio casts on uh, mondays wednesdays and fridays um just to kind of like space things out you know also uh, give more to talk about by allowing a gap so a lot of those things to to come through let me know what you guys think i've asked this on twitter i did a, a twitter poll and i've asked uh how people felt about these um these audio you know short casts that i'm posting to youtube now through spreaker and um is it cool with everybody does everyone want it in video um i don't know I'm just, you know, trying to bring something uh, entertaining and informative at the same time. But anyways, you guys give me your feedback. For those that's watching the replay, feedback can be given in the comments. I really, really, really appreciate the feedback on that. Um, Anyways, let's kind of go with the elephant in the room. And this has been uh, Talks of What's Going On. Hey, what's up, Latrell? How's it going, bro? Um, And so this is uh something that's kind of interesting Um, to see Google and T-Mobile reigniting their partnership. And I say reigniting because uh, this is not the first time that Google and T-Mobile have had some sort of partnership such as this. People kind of forgot um, it was actually uh, T-Mobile where the first release Android device was launched. It was launched on T-Mobile, the the HTC G1. Um, I remember that specifically because one of my heroes here on YouTube, Christopher Chavez, did a lot of deals on custom ROMs for the, the HTC G one. So, um, and that's what really inspired me to make a YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, anyways, uh, just kind of bring up some information here when it comes to what, what, what are we going to expect from this deal? And this kind of coincides with the recent news being reported by the homies and that's um, T vision is done. So, um, I never subscribed to T Vision. I know um, some people may have, but um, I did not. And, um, you know, obviously the reasons why they're shutting down T Vision obviously T Mobile hemorrhaging money. So it's not a good fit for them to have T Vision. But if you guys want to know more of the insights of T Vision, then check out Sneed Mobile Tech. And he talks extensively about T Vision and then um, him and I think it's Tech Life. Uh, both go in on what was a downfall for T vision. So definitely check out uh, their live stream. I think they did it yesterday and um, you you guys can get more information on that, but out of, out of the negativity of that, you know, sprouting with the T vision thing um, we get a partnership deal with uh, Google and T mobile partnering up. And this is a a multi-year deal. So this is kind of interesting to see uh, what's going to happen here. Uh, then I'm going to give my my analysis on it. Let me get to this comment here real quick. Uh, so It says, I hope T-Mobile and Google know what they're doing. You said it best. Um, they they did have a partnership on Android phones, but uh, let's hope this this is not a bust, by the way. <laughs> let's hey, what's good? How's it going, Eric? Um, yeah, you, you're totally right. Um, this could make or break. It could go good or bad depending on where things go. Um, there are some things I'm going to lay out, and this is obviously the obvious because, uh, you know, different publications like 9to5Google and uh, and The Verge is talking about it, and they're saying the same things that I'm already thinking. Um, so before I go into what what their, their analysis of, of all this is, let me just give you guys my analysis on it. So we've seen, um, like I said, uh, the HTC G1, which was the uh, first Android device to launch, um, it launched on T-Mobile and, you know, it was, it was weird because, you know, at that time, you know, Apple was dominating the smartphone realm because the iPhone was exclusively launched on AT&T. And personally, I think that this could reignite the, uh, the exclusives again with, uh, carrier providers. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, Apple is going to become exclusive to AT&T, I'm not saying anything like that, but they could reignite their partnership um, to battle against uh, Google and, and T-Mobile, which would be an interesting thing. But then, where does Verizon go with this? Like, who does Verizon partner with? Because in the last couple of years, Verizon's been the partner with Google when it came to the Google Pixels, right? Um, with with last year's release of the four, the four, the four A, the four A five G, and the five. Uh, Verizon had an exclusive for a 5g specifically for them. You would not access millimeter wave unless you got that particular 4 a 5g through Verizon. So technically there was like two different versions of the 4 a 5g. You had the unlock model that could run on any carrier. And that one only got sub six 5g. Then you had the Verizon model that was able to access millimeter waves, such as the pixel five can. And, um, that was kind of like, you know, a a way to kind of make sales on Google Pixels. But Google Pixels are very hard to sell. They're very hard to sell because there's not too much marketing behind them. Google doesn't really push it. I mean, in the last year, I've seen advertisement for Google Pixels, like I've seen advertisements for the 4A 5G on TV, which was unheard of, because, you know, I never seen them really do anything like that. So and that, you know, I know that I mean, I don't have tv service at home but you know when i went to do laundry i was watching the tv in the laundry house and then all of a sudden i seen an ad for the 45g and i was like wow that's interesting never seen google do that before um but that's because google never really pushed behind the google pixels um you can only imagine that if google actually had that type of uh skill set to market their products and just how well the google pixels may have sold i mean anyone else that's like a nerd and geek they know what the google pixel is and and you know some of them um, critique them superly, and we'll give it, you know, um, a, a, a very harsh, uh, you know, critique. And, you know, and some of them are just like, some people are just really nerded out about Google pixels and just like what they do. i say, what's up, man? Welcome onto the YouTube side. You was on the uh, Periscope side just not that long ago. Um, but anyways, but there's more to it than just that. I mean, this is going to impact RCS messaging. This is going to impact YouTube. Um, hey, Gene, good morning. What's up? So, I mean, there's a lot here at stake when it comes to the uh, T-Mobile and and Google partnering. And, um, you know, uh, the other elephant in the room, besides the fact that the first Android phone to go commercially or commercially launch was the g one and it was launched on T-Mobile. Uh, the other thing that we have to also look at, too, is the partnership that was already in place before this partnership with Google and T-Mobile. Uh and that was and and it's still active today. And it hasn't really been a bust, but um, people aren't biting as they would hope. But that would be Google Fi because Google Fi and, and Google and T Mobile have a partnership with Google Fi. Google Fi being an MVNO that uses uh, T Mobile and Sprint's network at a time before Sprint went bye bye, and it also uses U.S. Cellular. So um, these are determining factors. So what do I think is going to happen with this? And I'm hoping that this is going to be the much needed thing to finally get Google pixels to shine on it. Um, for the simple fact that uh, yeah, I mean, T-Mobile, w- whether you like them or not, uh, they have a pretty good marketing thing. Um, who knows what kind of deals that they, they can bring for Google pixels to put more pixels in people's hands. Um, Google almost was successful with that route. Um, getting more Pixels in people's hands by literally coming out with the A series, bringing a much cheaper version of their flagships to the table for people to actually try out. There wasn't really a huge drastic difference as far as user experience between the A series from Pixels and then the Pixel flagship devices, other than the little neat little features you would get with the flagship. Excuse me. And um, of course, an IP certification rating given to them as well as wireless charging and uh, kind of premium material build. That's pretty much it. But as far as like the user experience on the A-Series and the flagship Pixel, nearly identical. Um, You really wouldn't see all too much. That's because Google was really showing just how well they can optimize Android for the hardware. Um, Hey, what's up, Mr. Carter? Um, So, you know, Google kind of had that already. But now that they're going to have this partnership with T-Mobile, this could be what Google needed to really kind of get pixels in more hands. Um, besides the fact that, you know, a lot of people were frowning upon you know, the last year's release of the Pixel 5 and that it was using mid-range specifications for the device. And really, not really mid-range, but just the chipset was mid-range. Okay. Snapdragon 765G instead of going with the 800 series. Um, and it looks like that the Pixel 6 this year is going to repeat that same, that same process again. I'm not entirely sure. Um, Rumors and rumors and rumors, but until it launches, we won't know for sure. Um, But you know, the Pixel Five has just been a pretty solid device. I will tell people that because I use that as my daily driver. I use both the Pixel Five and I use an iPhone XS still, and um, so that gives me the best of both worlds of Android and iOS and a stock Android, mind you, uh, without any other UI skin on top of it. But. this goes beyond just the Pixel. Like I'm talking about the Pixel because that's the one that I feel like that needs the most help in marketing with this partnership and how T-Mobile can really help Google with that. Um, but there are other things that factor in. I mean, you know, with Metro by T-Mobile and on Google Fi, you have access to Google One, Google One cloud storage. And this comes at a time where Google Photos is about to kill off the unlimited high quality photo uploads unless you have older Pixel devices from the Pixel 5 um, all the way down to the pixel one uh if you are uploading photos from those specific devices then it will be considered you know an unlimited high quality upload um you can't trick it you can't have like two phones connected like you have like one line on verizon one line on at&t and you put like a pixel 5 on at&t and then you have your newer device on verizon and then as they say you take photos on your newer device even if you get a pixel 5a or a pixel 6 and you're taking photos on that and you're backing up to google photos Just because you have another phone signed in on your Google account, which is with a Pixel 5, doesn't mean the photos you take from the 6 is going to back up and be considered unlimited. It's going to count against whatever storage option you have through Google One. So, um, yeah, the only other workaround that I can suggest to people is that if you're going to back up and you're not worried about the picture being um, scaled down a little bit, then uh, whatever phone, whatever photos you take, whether it's any of the newer Pixels or the newer Samsungs um, or even Motorola devices, you know, um, send them to your pixel five or whatever pixel device you have. That's, that's, you know, older, like a pixel five or older, send it to that phone and let that phone back it up in. And then it's unlimited kind of sad how Google photos is working, but I digress from that because that's, you know, other, another topic, but Um, with Metro by T-Mobile, uh, which is what a a service that I have, you know, one of my services that I have, I do have, uh, the Google one subscription for that. And so it allows me to back up and do all those things. Michael, welcome in. Good morning to you. Uh, Gene says, I love my Google one, uh, have several photos packed up there. Yeah, it's, um, really Google one is just—it's just it's just a it's an all in one subscription right so I mean like of course one of the main things that's just really promoted there is um, cloud storage for you to create backups of your phone and have it stored on Google one back up your photos and videos but you also have like you know hotel um, discounts and um, there'll be other perks that comes in on the discounts too as well tech for your needs good morning to you um, so those are some of the things too you know that you get with Google one so it's it really encompasses like a like a bundle type experience. Uh, Being a Google one member. And um, it's kind of funny because Google one was actually supposed to kill off Google drive, but they kept Google drive alive for some reason. I don't know why this is Google cannibalizing their own services. So, I mean, that's one of the things about, uh, about Google that we can expect is that they're they're cannibals. (laughs) They're, They're literally cannibals. They cannibalize their own products. And I don't know if they're going to continue that trend with a partnership with T-Mobile and that that trend rubs off to T-Mobile because T-Mobile seems they're not really cannibalizing. Well, they kind of are against their own company, Metro, but um, they're also pretty ridiculous on that. Gene with the super sticker. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate that. Um so another thing that you know that, that's coming from this deal is RCS messaging. Um RCS messaging rich communication services. We um most of us should know what that is by now. That is natively built in into the uh Android Messages app, which is you know, on on, on pixels, it's a stock um texting app. Now it's not really texting because it's not using uh SMS. It's actually um it's using your connection, whether it's data or Wi-Fi. And um you know, it what it does really. Like the big benefits of RCS messaging is that when you're sending photos from one Android user to another, and both phones have RCS connection, then like if you if you take a, a photo, you send that, it's going to send it in the same or near same um, quality that you took the photo in uh, to the person that's going to receive it. Instead of like where you use M- like MMS MMS messaging. When you would send a photo, it would actually us uh, really like intensely scale down, um, scale down the quality of the photo, and then send it. So, I mean, when you take a video in a like a short like a thirty second video, and you send that, it's going to stay in the quality. It's not going to get like all pixelated or anything like that because there's no scaling down the resolution. Obviously um, RCS has been a long time coming and this is what, uh, initially what they're trying to replace SMS with, but also this was uh, Google's way of answering back uh, because one of the things that, you know, iOS users love to brag about is um, I message and how, you know, an I if you, if it's an iPhone user with iMessage and they message you, your bubble is blue. You can tell when the person read the message or didn't read the message or if they received the message, you know, it's, it's end to end encrypted, all those good things they tout about. And it's really funny because those that are big fans of iMessage love to trash RCS, but RCS does exactly the same thing that iMessage does. Okay. It's end to end encrypted. You can send video and, and photo in it's normal quality. And um, yeah, you can tell if someone has RCS or not, because if they text you and their bubble is a light blue, then they're using sms if it's a deep blue then they're using rcs i really wanted them to kind of like change the configurations of these bubbles and make it you know more distinguishable more distinguishable like ios does where green for sms blue for actually iMessage that would be cool for you know rcs messaging on android to be like you know let's say go with an, go with an unorthodox color that popped, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like light blue for SMS, like a uh, bright yellow for RC for RCS, you know, <laughs> something like that. Um, coffee. What's good. Welcome. 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 Good morning to you or good afternoon to you. And we have, uh, we have, uh, Nico's gamer. Uh, what is Google and T-Mobile team up, and what does all of this include? Okay. I'm getting into that. There's, there's a lot to cover here. Um, literally. So we're getting into that. Um, so, you know, Wes, well, one of the things that, that, uh, T-Mobile had already announced going forward with this partnership with Google and, and, um, that, that is that, um, their devices, the devices that are on T-Mobile Android messages is going to be the default messenger. So even if you were to get like, you know, to say the Samsung galaxy S 22, which normally would use, you know, Samsung messaging as default, uh, with T-Mobile, one of the things they will request from Samsung um, is that devices that are going to be T-Mobile branded, they must have Android messages as a default messenger. So this is actually really going to help push RCS even more because that was one of the biggest problems with RCS and the fragmentation of it is that, you know, if you bought a Pixel or you bought like a like a near stock Android um, experience, hey, come on, how's it going? Um, if you bought like a, like a stock Android device, Android messages was by default. Like if you bought like a Samsung galaxy S 21, Samsung messages is the default messenger. Same with like OnePlus. OnePlus has their own native messenger. And so that was one of the hugest problems about getting RCS pretty much pushed out. There was the fact of other OEMs relying on RCS from their ends. You know, if there was only one messaging app, then that would be totally easy. If all the OEMs relied on Android messages and didn't have their own native messenger, then RCS would have been rolled out much cleaner and much better. But because Samsung wants its users to use Samsung messages and OnePlus wants their users to use the OnePlus messaging app, you know, kind of like defeats that, um, making it, you know, work together. Uh Joseph says, I heard Samsung will pre-install Android messages app on all wireless carriers. Hmm. I mean it it may. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird though. I know that they're doing it for T for T mobile Samsung devices, because that is uh, the new deal that um, T mobile and Samsung are going to have now that Google and T mobile is partnering up again. Um, but yeah, basically. So if you just know this, that, you know, in the future, cause uh, uh, this stuff will, they say it will kick in by the end of this year. Um, so just know that the next iterations of the galaxy S if you're buying it from T-Mobile, it's going to have Android Messages as the default messaging app. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could probably still install Samsung Messages. You probably have to do it from the Galaxy App Store, but it won't be native on there from Jump. Um, so some of the other things here that they kind of talk about is YouTube TV. Now, this one is the big kicker with this deal with Google and, Google and T-Mobile partnering back up again. And it comes at a time where T-Mobile has to admit defeat for T-Vision. So this is where it kind of covers that. And this is why I say like, you know, the live stream that Sneed and them did last night, this kind of plays partner to their, to their stream. Uh, because they focused really on T-Vision and its downfall. And they did mention the partnership with Google and T-Mobile. Cause obviously it should be no surprise to anyone out there who follows the tech industry like this to know that this deal Came to fruition because T Vision was one of the things that was failing. Now T Vision was hemorrhaging a shit ton of money according to Sneed, by the way that he expresses everything, and so it was it was a failing service. It was a failing service. There's more to it. I highly, instead of giving it away, you know, I highly recommend that you guys check out Sneed Mobile Tech, watch his live stream that he did yesterday regarding T Vision, and you'll get the ins and outs of it. But literally, T Vision was failing. Caleb, what's going on, man? um hey <laughs> uh godzilla is going to win we'll know tomorrow i mean I'm, i haven't read anybody else's just real quick side note because i am going to talk about godzilla versus kong at the end of the live stream here but i have not read or watched anybody's review on it i know they released it in china already so people in china have already watched it and there's all these reviews popping up on the internet i'm not I'm going to watch this movie with a fresh set of eyes. So I'm ready for tomorrow. But anyways, so T vision, you know, basically is failing it ends here in April. Um, T-Mobile admitting defeat on that. And just then YouTube becomes a partner, uh, not a partner, but it, it's part of the partnership deal with Google and T-Mobile. And one of the things about that is, is that, you know, through T-Mobile, you will get YouTube TV with a $10 discount from its normal monthly price which I think YouTube TV is kind of pricey, but that's just me. Other people can be cool with it, you know, cause they're like, Hey, it's TV service through YouTube. You know, they, are willing to pay it. Um, but to me it's kind of pricey. So it's like, I don't know. But I mean, you know, YouTube TV being thrown in the mix there to kind of like replace T vision. Um, as a matter of fact, if you're a T vision customer right now, you can actually make the switch to YouTube and get that $10 discount from youtube tv anyone else who's just signing up for youtube tv for the first time and didn't have t-vision you won't be able to get that ten dollar discount until i think it's what after april 6th and then you'll be able to to sign up for it or whatever um and then of course the youtube premium deal um, so t-mobile customers are probably going to have some sort of deal put into them likely is what i'm guesstimating so anyways let me pull up nine to five uh 9to5Mac, and let me see what they had to say about it. That's just my thoughts on it, kind of. So let's see if that kind of, like, fits the bill here. So this is from 9to5, 9to5Google. Uh, Sorry, did I say 9to5Mac earlier? Re- I'm retarded. 9to5Google. I'm also going to show you guys. Uh, the reason why I said 9to5Mac is because I also I have two articles pulled up talking about the same thing. One is from 9to5Google and their take on what's going to happen. And then I also have The Verge, um, who who is, like, a, they're an iPhone iOS uh, puff company they 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 love to write puff articles on the iphones and this shit on everybody else but anyway so it says right here and i'm going to read this by um, verbatim um and that is uh google and t-mobile today announced a big partnership that sees the carrier promote key services like rcs google one and youtube tv as well as the pixel line of phones obviously on the multi-year collaboration has four big tent poles um starting with messages by google becoming the default rich messaging uh see yeah rich messaging solution and uh, app on Android devices. Um, the iPhone and iOS are not mentioned in any manner today. Well, why would they? They would no way would Apple let Android messages go on there. <laughs> They're not going to let anything that competes against iMessage. That's like one. That's that like one of their one of their flavors of butter for bread. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> while the two while well, the two companies will also work on RCS business messaging, and the ongoing end to end encryption rollout was touted. Uh, Deutsche Telekom AG is also getting involved in this worldwide push for more consistent messaging through RCS. There's a quote by them. This collaboration with Google is part of a broader initiative for T-Mobile US and Deutsche Telekom AG, who is who are working across the DT group of companies to create a better, more consistent messaging experience for customers around the world. About high time that they do that. I mean, really, you know, um they they invested that type of belief for google hangouts but that totally flopped with lack of um lack of attention on google's part lack of you know um innovation on google's part and just pure laziness i still use hangouts right now i've been using it lately it's bare bones there's nothing really to it except for chatting now but hey anyways it says uh Meanwhile, the carrier will better promote the full suite of Pixel devices and other products running Google OS, including Android TV. This partnership, unsur- see, I didn't even talk about Android TV, and it's thrown in there. Uh, this partnership unsurprisingly talks about highlighting 5G. It comes as T Mobile has the most Android smartphone customers in the US. What? Uh, okay, most Android smart. Okay. I'm about to stay there for a second i'm like half asleep i've been up since 5 30 this morning and you know you ever, you ever like really get annoying when you're when you are awoken from your sleep and you're not ready to wake up and that's what happened to me today so that's why I, I, if i sound grumpy <laughs> that's just because i'm so tired um man anyway, as i said uh most <laughs> android smartphone customers in the u.s In that vein, Google One will become the preferred phone backup of cloud storage. Well, I mean, they already kind of have to be because Google Photos, like I said earlier, Google Photos is cutting off that unlimited high quality. So, I mean, you were already limited when it came to the full resolution backups on Google Photos. High quality is where they scaled it down just a little bit, and they're taking that away from everybody unless you have a Pixel 5 or older, and that that, kind of sucks for everybody. And so, of course, Google One is going to end up being one of the things that people are going to start subscribing a lot to because they're going to want that additional amount of cloud storage to back their photos up. If y'all didn't know, even your emails in Gmail take up your cloud storage um, to a degree, which is why the other day I spent nearly almost an hour deleting. Man, I don't even know how many emails I had, but I had a lot. I had to delete a lot of them to free up some storage. Uh, Caleb says T-Mobile on carrier move 4721. <laughs> 721. All right. Um, so they go on to quote and say, this is a win for Android users and even greater win for the Android ecosystem said Hiroshi Lockheimer, senior vice president of platforms and ecosystems at Google T-Mobile and Google have been working together to champion Android since the very beginning with the launch of the T-Mobile G1 in 2008. I just talked about that. <laughs> so, uh, pretty much what I thought about. They already wrote about Uh, We're taking what has already been a long and very successful relationship and building onto it uh, to bring Android customers even more features and services. And then you got Google and T-Mobile together. All right. Let's just kind of switch it off here. Um, And we'll bring up nerd vision again and nerd vision will showcase what the verge has to say. Let's see what the verge has to say. uh on this. I'm always interested in seeing what The Verge has to say because like I said like like they are an editorial company that really writes a lot of puff pieces about the iPhone but will shit on other companies. Um so T-Mobile is betting big on Google's Android services, RCS, YouTube TV, Pixel and more, which is something that um they didn't say which was um uh YouTube Premium would they give some would they give YouTube Premium like would that be like the next evolutionary phase? with T-Mobile and Metro customers is like, you know, cause Metro right now they, they have a deal with Amazon prime and then they have a deal with, with Google one, but you know, they could keep Amazon prime, Google one and offer YouTube premium. If you go with like their highest amount, Um, John, Hey, what's up, man. Welcome in. T-Mobile's on carrier move was killing off TVvision yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We know about that again. Like I tell everybody, if you want to know more, know more about the ins and outs and, and, and what, what was the, uh, the knockout punch for T vision to fall check out sneed's live stream from last, from um, last night and you'll get all the ins and outs on that. All right. So let's watch, let's, let's watch, let's listen to this, this puff article. Well, it's not a puff article, but let's listen to the, to the verge. Um, Let's see what they have to say about this. So they say Google and T-Mobile are announcing a huge partnership today with Carrier agreeing to showcase a suite of Google services on Android phones sold on the Carrier network. The list includes officially supporting Google Android messages. That's probably a side note. That probably has to be like the only thing really changing when it comes to it, because before this, before this repartnership, uh, um, with with T-Mobile, uh, when you bought an Android phone from T-Mobile, you had a sleuth of different uh, Android services already in it. Like you had YouTube Music. Some people had phones that YouTube Music was like default on. Or, um, you know, uh, Google Play Books, um, you know, um, Google Drive. You know, there's Gmail. <laughs> They're already on there. Those are considered Google services. So, I don't know. The only thing that just really stands out is Google uh, Google Messages. Really, that's the only one that's really going to stand out here. That's because Samsung had Samsung Messages as its default. But like I said, T-Mobile, Samsung devices, next year, because they said by the end of this year is when all this stuff will be done. So that means that next year, 2022, uh, that will be where when you buy a new Samsung device on T-Mobile, uh, Google Messages will be the default messaging app on the phone. So, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get um notifications on my pixel book from the verge but anyways um so going back to it real quick um yeah so includes it on uh, t-mobile android phones dropping t-mobile's own tv service for google's youtube tv it is showcasing google one as a default backup service expanding support and sales of google hardware like the pixel yeah (laughs) yeah I, i laugh at that when they say that um because I don't know, is T-Mobile going to start carrying the Google Nest, um, Google Nest Hub Generation 2 in their stores to, to buy? Like, are they going to start grabbing Google Wi-Fi hockey pucks and selling them in stores? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if we start seeing, like, Nest um, Home Smart um, hardware being sold in T-Mobile stores besides Pixels. Uh, This has T-Mobile and Google says the carrier has the most Android smartphone customers in the U.S. With this big partnership, those customers will have a phone that is more likely to showcase native Google services instead of less well-supported services from, from the carrier or manufacturer. It's also a big win for Google, which will finally see another U.S. carrier uh, besides Verizon, take a real shot at promoting the Pixel line of phones. Pixel sales in the U.S. have not reached any sort of real critical mass, though they've they've done better since Google started selling less expensive versions like the 3A and the 4A, which I talked about earlier. Uh, earlier on, Verizon was the premier partner, but it never materialized into big numbers. Uh, But the biggest news is probably that T-Mobile is winding down its live, live plus and live zone services in favor of YouTube TV. T-Mobile customers get $10 off that service and there will be various other offerings, including three months free of YouTube premium. Oh, Oh, so, yeah, I mean, we've gotten, uh, we've gotten YouTube Premium for three months free. Some of us probably remember that when you first started a Google account and then you went into, like, YouTube. And it's like, yeah, you can get uh, three months. Some, some people got three months. Some people got one month. You know, it was, like, really luck of the draw to me because I've made, like, five different Google accounts and two out, of the, two out of the five were offered the three month and the rest were offered one month. So And that's how I got my YouTube Music for free. I mean, I'm really bad at that, like, with Apple. Since I'm not really immersed in the Apple ecosystem, well, once my 90 days of Apple Music is up, I totally kill off the Apple account and create an entirely new one just to sign up for Apple Music and get three months free. I know, I'm, I'm terrible. Anyways, but yeah, that's actually pretty cool. So they do talk about YouTube Premium in this article. That's good. Um, for messaging, it's yet another step forward in the long, convoluted, and harrowing journey to normalize the next-gen RCS standard across the U.S. Just this past January, some strange backroom dealings meant Samsung Galaxy S21 devices shipped with Samsung Messages as default in the U.S., while most of, most of the rest of the world got Android Messages. Okay, was that what you are talking about, Joseph? Because, yeah. That's kind of weird too, right? Like the rest of the world that got Samsung devices had Android messages as default, but only in the U S Samsung messages was default. That's kind of crazy. Uh, Samsung phones on T-Mobile will use Android messages as default in the future, as will every other Android phone T-Mobile sells. That means that, uh, what, what's that one that T-Mobile has? Um, the, uh, the, the revel revelry revel, whatever it's called. I guess. Yeah. Um, let's see uh google says the switchover will happen by the end of the year so that's what uh what they had to say on it and wow um hang on i didn't even pop that on here for you guys so <laughs> stupid me yeah so i mean that's that's what that's what um the verge pretty much talks about right here they show a picture of the pixel five really um You know, in the the first top half article, they're really just kind of emphasizing on the 3A and the 4A. And that's what Google did to really get more pixels in people's hands was to go with the more cheap and affordable uh, version of their flagship pixels. Let's go to the comments here. YFS says, oh, YFS, what's up, man? Welcome. I used to do that with Netflix. (laughs) Nice. Um, June says, here we have Xfinity and, and Comcast. Um. Oh, Caleb had to dip out. All right. Uh, well, Caleb's probably not even here anymore, but later, Caleb, he's got to attend a meeting. Gotcha. Gotcha. But appreciate you for popping in. Um, Los Angeles, you called it. Verizon Hotspot saving my butt right now. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Uh, let's see. John says, Andy Rubin would be proud. Kind of funny you bring up Andy Rubin. After all the allegations against Andy Rubin, I'm surprised that <laughs> people still talk about him. Oh man! Oh man! YFS well, says Google Messages FTW. Yeah, Google Messages is not bad, and like for a lot of people who really downplay, um, you know, Google Messages with RCS messaging, and say that it's you know oh, I I message it better. It does the same thing. It does the same thing. I and and no, someone who's gonna argue with me, fine, argue with me about it, you know. But I'm gonna tell you again, it does the same thing. And if you're gonna tell me what's my credentials, uh, I got an iPhone right there that I use daily. And then I got a pixel five right there that I use daily and I use both. And I know people that have iPhones like Carlos and I message him and, and I know people that have Android phones that have RCS and I message them and I don't see a difference in what both of them do. Um, But to me, it sounds like it's going to be a great thing. Who's Andy Rubin? He's like the founder of Android. He is one of the, he's one of the founders of Android uh, who along with his business partners sold uh, Android to Google because I don't know if you guys remember, like the actual first, uh, the actual first Android phone. Um, but it looked like a BlackBerry. <laughs> it looked like a BlackBerry, keep to keyboard and everything like that. It looked exactly like that. Um, well, actually, let's let's uh, let's Google search it and see if we can find. Um, uh, let's just do the first ever Android phone beta. See if we can find uh, some images for the first ever Android phone. I know that we're going to do the G1, but that's not the one that I'm looking for here. What I'm looking for is the uh, first. um... Come on. Jesus, this phone is diluted in images. This. Okay, let me just kind of like take out the key phrase in beta and does the first ever Android phone and there it is Dun, da, da, da. why did they call this the htc dream this right here this image not the htc dream this image right here which uh actually no i'll just let me close it back out and let me just zoom in and zoom in and there we go okay so the left right here this right here to the left with a slide out with a the, the qwerty keyboard slid out that's the HTC G1. That was the first Android phone to launch on T-Mobile back in 2008 that T-Mobile had a partnership with Google to do that launch, to launch a competitor to the iPhone on AT&T. But to the right of it, that BlackBerry-looking phone right there with the QWERTY keyboard with those weird you know, numbers, the HT722G700375, that was the prototype Android device that initially what Android was going to be before Google acquired it from Andy Rubin. Uh, Gene's out. All right, Gene, take it easy. Let's see. Uh, it does not bother me to use lower resolution. Uh, you have to make your data cap last a whole month. Uh, do with your carrier restrictions on data speeds. Well, what do you mean? What's going on, Michael? What are you referring to? Uh, but anyways, so yeah. Um, let me give you guys the bad Let me tell you guys what I feel like the bad is going to be with this, okay? And that is you have Google, who has a pretty significant graveyard. (laughs) I mean, you know, must I remind everybody just how much stuff um, Google has lying in the ditch, just dead, just like literally dead, And um, this could be a problem with a partnership with, you know, a partnership with T-Mobile because you're talking about T-Mobile, you know, willing to, you know, re-partner back up with Google and push Google services. Um, And so if they were to do this, you know, Google would have to stop this trend. This killed by Google. I mean, this is actually a website. I've, I've showed this before. There is a website. It's killedbygoogle.com, and it shows everything that Google has killed, whether it's a project, whether it was a service, an application. Um, they it, it's it tells you everything here. And right now, this is the open default page, and it tells you there's 227 items being mentioned on killedbygoogle.com. If you were to um if you were to just like select apps then it's going to tell you 36 apps have been killed by google uh if you were to narrow it down to services services 171 services has been killed by google and um right there june of 2021 so that's not far around hangouts will be gone for good um and then if you go hardware and it mentions, like, Google Cardboard, which was recently killed off, Google Home Max, Nest Secure, Focals by North, Google Clips, that little action camera that was supposed to, like, be really good, and then all of a sudden it just stopped selling. So, like, th- this is the problem. This is one of the problems that I can see as a potential problem to, um, to this partnership with T-Mobile because what good – what good would it do T-Mobile to push Android services and then not even know that, hey, this could potentially be killed off by Google at some point in time? And then if, you know, that could, since since they're in a partnership and they're announcing to the world that they are in a partnership, then you also have to think, too, that whatever decisions Google make is going to reflect on T-Mobile. So... This is one area where I feel like that this is going to make the deal between the two companies do more harm than good. The second is, is, and I'm going to say it, and if, if Sneed hears this, he's probably going to laugh, but the second problem is Mike Sievert of T-Mobile, CEO of T-Mobile. This guy, um, he makes a hell of a lot of bad decisions, and they love to cover up by spewing – Incoherent bullshit to the masses out there, thinking that people today that are consumers are stupid, which I know consumers today are not stupid. There aren't people that come and watch any of my videos or any of my friends' videos because they don't know anything about 5G or they don't know anything about Samsung, Pixels, iPhones. They know everything about them. What they want to do is get fresh ideas and see different and listen to different perspectives to kind of gain a better footing on this whole mobile tech industry. That is the reason why some of them are, you know, engineers that work within these companies that want to be able to um, flood the YouTube tech space with correct information versus a lot of the the crap that we used to out. And I say we, because I've been on YouTube for a long time and and before, you know, meeting some people that, have the insight to these companies and what they do. We were literally going off of you know what one person had said and just kind of adopting that and making that the normality and what we consider the truth, which wasn't actually turned out to be not in some cases. Um, Michael says, if you exceed your data limit, you will face your carrier ISP restrictions, throttling x entries. Oh yeah. Yeah. We know that. I'm just wondering why, why you brought that up in regards to the T-Mobile and Google partnership. Like what's going on with that? Or where does this kind of go into that? Like, that's what I'm trying to find out is where you're going with this. Well, I already know that. <laughs> a lot of people know that already. Um, but yeah, so you have Mike Siever, who's a CEO who makes very, very poor decisions. So again, vice versa, the the decisions that T-Mobile will make could reflect on Google. And one of those things could be like, you know t-mobile could ask google or demand that google do this particular thing with youtube and it can alter and change the entire course of youtube like maybe t-mobile wants to think they're brilliant and create some sort of uh like a membership tier you know could you imagine youtube premium having like five levels of of uh, tier memberships you know and then people getting pretty annoyed because you know it's working so far with what was it like nine ninety nine right now for YouTube Premium that comes with YouTube Music um, allows you to watch videos with no ads and to um, yeah yeah why well, I said that T Mobile internally fighting and you know that 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 can that definitely see the T Mobile internally fighting is a is like a virus and it's going to be very bad for Google because Google cannibalizes so you got a company that internally fights and you got a company that cannibalizes and if they're working in tandem and one rubs off on the other just imagine if the internal fighting is brought into the google atmosphere and so along with cannibalizing now they have internal fighting to cannibalize it's just going to like it's like steroids for for a cannibaliz- for for uh, cannibalizing in in google and if people don't understand what i mean by cannibalizing or google being a cannibal a cannibal Um, let me put it to you like this, Google duo, Google meets, they both do the same damn thing. They are competing against each other with, um, Google meets being heavily pushed more than likely duo is going to get killed. I predict it. I predict in a year's time, they're going to make a mention of killing Google duo, um, because they're heavily invested in Google meets. Uh, let's talk about inbox by Gmail and Gmail email service apps, both through Google to me personally inbox by Gmail was far better than regular Gmail because it automatically sorted my emails out. It's like having your own personal person sitting in your, in your inbox digitally getting emails saying, okay, this has to do with the, uh, with the uh, payments and bills. So we're going to put that in billing this is uh, advertisement. we're going to put that in promotions this is from a family member we're going to put that in the regular inbox this is for subscriptions we're going to put that in the subscriptions folder and i can just choose which emails i wanted to read if i wanted to read about all my bills and i go into my to, to my billing or my subscription folder in inbox by gmail and all the emails i have to pertain to subscriptions and payments that are due are all right there for me to read um Ah, I like this like this comment. Remember Google Allo, another messaging app, rifling hangouts? Yep. Um, Allo, which is dead. It's actually in the killed by uh, Google website. Allo was supposed to be really, really good. And then one of the things I really liked about Allo, and I wish they did, was implemented SMS carrier support, but they never did. They never did. They never implemented RCS. And I, I, to me personally, I think Allo was a beta test for RCS messaging. I really do think that. Um, kind of like how, like, you know, visible wireless is like beta testing uh, Verizon network without the support of uh, 3G um, backfall. Um, I feel like that Allo was the beta test for um, RCS messaging. And then they, they, they went through it. Cause if you notice, right? Like a lot of the stickers and stuff, if you used Google Allo, a lot of the um, messages, like the animated stickers and stuff like that are present in Google messages today. Um, there really isn't a huge difference between Allo and Google Messages because they both are the same thing, messaging. That's that's, that's their forte. Um, the only thing is, is that with uh, with Allo, you can change the theme of your chat message thread with people. On Google Messages, you can't, which I really wish they would implement that back into Google Messages. And so since you brought up Allo, I'm gonna bring this up to you. Do you remember where Google Messages allowed you to assign specific colors to threads? So like if it was my wife, and she loves the color pink, I can make her thread um, use a pink theme. So it'd be like black and pink. If uh, like my dad's favorite color was orange and I can make, you know, his chat bubble orange. I really miss that of Google messages. And I wish they would implement that back in. That was a really awesome feature. I know it's not a big deal. It's not um, innovative. It doesn't add anything other than, you know, um, then looks to the whole thing. But It was good to be able to do that because, you know, first of all, um, I would have like a default color for just any old any old message thread. Uh, But if it was someone specific, I would assign them a specific color. So that just looking at their um, at um, the name on the message thread, but also knowing that I'm like messaging my lady because her thread is pink. So I know I'm messaging her. There's no reason that I should be messaging her and telling her like, Hey, make sure you have the house clean before I get home. Cause I know it's not my son. Cause I can assign my son the, co- the color purple. And I would know if I'm talking to him through, through a uh, messaging. So I really wish they would have brought that back. I don't know why they removed that feature. I don't know why either. They never really said why it's just, it just came out of freaking nowhere. All of a sudden your, your Android messages, I've got an update. And after you, you know, after I got the update through the play store and you went in there all of a sudden, everybody's color was gone, and everyone was just to the basic plain color blue. <laughs> so it's like, ah, you know, I mean, they need to bring that stuff back. But that's the two big things that I think that would hurt the company: Google's cannibalism and T-Mobile's internal fighting, and and just lack of leadership could make it fall. Now, if they can find a way to help each other out on their weaknesses, I can see this being a formidable force. You're talking about, you know, T-Mobile, who's like really trying to expand and get things going in the 5G market, and they're actually doing better. They're actually getting better. Um, And then, you know, a partnership such as with Google. Now, do I think that this would negatively impact Google Fi and possibly even kill it off? I hope not. (laughs) I can't say that that you know this partnership, if it tends to be solid, that um, Google would say, "Hey, you know what? We're not going to compete with you guys in the in, in the telecom space, so we're going to shut down Google Fi and just move every, all our Google Fi customers over to T-Mobile because that would be a stupid move." Um, there are people who actually like Google Fi. I liked Google Fi for a time, but it's not something I can rely on for the things that I do with my phone. I really go over 22 gigabytes of data a month. <sighs> I mean, where I'm at right now, I have home Wi-Fi again. I could go back to Google Fi and it would work out just fine for me. I really could, um, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to go through all the humbug of jumping from Metro back to Google Fi and all that other stuff. It's just too. It's just too much to do. Um, maybe when I feel more motivated to do it, I'll. You'll probably see a you know a live stream that talks about I'm back with Google Fi again. You know, because one of the things I love about Google Fi is the um, data-only SIM cards that you can get. And it just it eats off your your a lot of data per month. So, you know, I can put a, you know, uh, SIM card in the tablet and it's like as if I'm using my phone. And since at home I have home Wi-Fi, I'm, I know for a fact that I won't reach over 22 gigabytes of data because I'll be mostly connected to Wi-Fi at home most of the time. When I'm gone away from home is when I'll probably like I've noticed this before for my patterns. That when I have home Wi-Fi and I'm in you know my day-to-day routine in life and I leave the house and everything like that, by the end of the month before my bill cycle resets, my total usage of data at the max would be like 17 gigs, at the max. Um, but yeah, with no home internet, oh man, I kill tw- I've killed 22 gigs in like a week and a half. Uh, Wi-Fi says I doubt they'll kill Fi. Exactly. Um, so anyways, that's just my thoughts, uh, covering the, uh, the, um, Google and T-Mobile partnership, um, real fast just kind of, you know, I mean, there's not really much to say because I, I am going to do a live stream Thursday solely dedicated to covering the Godzilla versus Kong in as much detail as I can since I'm going to watch the movie tomorrow night, uh, on HBO max, um. The kids and I have already planned that. Hopefully we won't have any problems because the last time that HBO Max hosted a movie that was like very popular to people, once it was available on their platform, their servers crashed because so many people were trying to access the movie to watch it all at once. And so, Um, but yeah, Thursday's live stream will be that tomorrow will be another audio cast. So it'll just be another audio episode that I'm going to record using Spreaker and it will be uploaded to various different uh, platforms that I'm on. Um, so you will be expecting that. I don't know exactly what the topic is going to be. If maybe it might just be more coverage on this uh, Google and T Mobile thing. If there's anything that I forgot to mention today, I'll probably put that in the episode tomorrow. Um, I like Spreaker because that can have a little bit of fun with like you know the audio sounds and stuff like that, which you guys will hear in tomorrow's episode because I promise you guys I will play I will play with the effects to kind of liven it up a little bit. Michael says Google might be joining uh, T-Mobile to maintain their success as Google is losing. Uh, their best employee. Like I said, the the, the deal is not just one sided, you know. In, in in reality, what I feel with the uh, Google and T Mobile, that why this deal is you know could work for them, you know. Obviously, T Mobile having bad 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 business practices and um, just stupid people in in leadership roles that shouldn't be there. And then you you have you have Google that likes to cannibalize its own products and services, um, but you know the thing that they can do together is like Google can now get more people interested in Google Pixels because they can even do like some really badass promotions. I mean, honestly, you know, I'm already on Metro by T-Mobile. And if the Pixel 6 had a killer freaking deal, let's say like, you know, the Pixel 6 launches and the launch price is like $799. But if you traded, you know, like like an iPhone 7 or something like that, you can easily get um, $400 knocked off of it. Well, hell yeah. yeah, I have an iPhone 7 here. I would definitely go and try that in and get $400 off the Pixel 6. You know what I mean? Like, It's going to bring good deals. Of course, obviously, YouTube TV, um, more people are going to be subscribing to it because if they subscribe to TVision, vision they're going to subscribe to YouTube TV and get $10 off YouTube TV compared to an outsider who gets YouTube TV. I mean, there's just so much that can go on. They This can even open up grounds for renegotiations with Google and T-Mobile to work out some sort of deal where Google can raise the data cap limitations on Google five from 22 gigs to 30 gigs. Cause initially before they weren't in this partnership realm. I mean, they've partnered before with the launch of the first Android device to hit the market back in 2008, but they didn't have that kind of close tie relationships. This partnership now is a multi-year deal. And um, Google, if they're smart could use this And say, hey, look, we need to talk to you guys because this is the feedback we've got from Google Fi customers. 22 gigabytes is not enough. We need to raise it. But since we're going to be doing this deal with you guys, you're going to get some stuff from us that's going to help you guys out. And one of the things that we could use help from you guys for is to allow us to raise our data cap limitations from 22 gigs to at least 30 or 35. Um, And, yes, yes. It, it, it's it's going to charge Google more, but maybe because they are working in tandem that the, the the pricing that T-Mobile would have charged Google and Google Fi to extend that, um, that data cap limitation uh, will be much less because of this partnership. So this is actually where, like I said, it will become slightly beneficial. You know, it could be pretty good. Um, what wishful thinking for me, and I know this ain't going to happen – but if, if I was in, involved in this deal, what I would do to further Google Fi, because I really, really, really believe in Google Fi, one of the things I would have furtherly done was struck some sort of deal with T-Mobile, um, of course, with, uh, with U.S. Cellular because of their positioning. Obviously, they would have to jump on the bandwagon with it. But initially, what I would have done was extend the data uh, limitation cap on Google Fi to 50 gigs, you know, um, and then throttle to 128 kilobits per second and allow me as the company for Google Fi to lower the unlimited pricing from $70 a month to like 65 or even 60 bucks a month. Because since Google Fi charges taxes and fees, I would actually bring it down to maybe like 55 a month. Taxes and fees would have brought it up to like that $65 mark where people are okay with paying for unlimited data. Um, so yeah, a 50 gigabyte um, cap instead of 22. So kind of double, extend the length double on the cap. And um, yeah, that's what I would have done. But that's me. And obviously I want to spoil the consumers, not cheat them. So of course, they're not going to take my idea. I, I would, if, if this partnership with T-Mobile and Google was to yield some sort of deal like that, where the unlimited plan on Google Fi is going to drop exponentially down to like, you know, 55 a month before taxes and give you a, a data limitation cap at at, um, 50, at 50 gigs before throttling. If they actually do this within the next two years, then um, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll allow people to pick a dare and like the most popular dare I'll do on a live stream. But I doubt they'll do that. Anyways, so before closing this out, Godzilla versus Kong. The only thing I was going to ask you guys about Godzilla versus Kong is who do you guys think is going to win? Do you guys think Kong wins or do you guys think Godzilla wins? Who deals the most damage? Let me know what you guys think. Um, honestly, I'm going with Godzilla on this one. Well, I already know from like a lot of the dirt cheats that Mecha Godzilla is the antagonist in this movie. He is. Um, I already can see kind of where they're going to project this at. And that, you know, since Godzilla is king of the monsters, they don't want to downplay America's God, uh, King Kong. So obviously, Kong gets his title king as he is going to be king of Middle Earth or the Hollow Earth. No, Middle Earth. And Godzilla roams the hollow earth uh but both will get their respective titles i think in this movie um but i do feel like that it's going to end up being a tag team match i honestly feel so this is my predictions of it and then when i do the live stream thursday that that covers the movie then we'll find out if my predictions is right but in a quick synopsis what i think is going to happen is is that um from what i know of the movies so Apex has one of Ghidorah's heads, the one that was bitten off in the water um right before they used that uh that oxygen bomb on uh on Ghidorah and, and Godzilla. Apex gets the head of um of Ghidorah, and I believe they're gonna use that in some sort of way with Mecha Godzilla. I don't know how, but I, I feel like that's what they're gonna do. <sighs> I think that while Apex is testing the uh, the built robot of Mecha Godzilla, every time they turn it on, I feel like that it sends off a signal that Godzilla recognizes as Ghidorah, not as Mecha Godzilla, because he's never seen Mecha Godzilla before, so he thinks Ghidorah is around. But at the same time that he, I feel like at the same time that he that he feels Ghidorah's presence, is the same time that uh, Monarch takes Kong off of Skull Island and obviously between the two i guess the neutral like you know the the neutral piece between the two was that kong stays his ass on skull island and godzilla can roam the ocean and go where he wants so i feel like that you know godzilla's already pissed off and cranky because he feels the presence of Ghidorah, who he killed in king of the monsters um and then He also feels um, Kong's brainwaves no longer on Skull Island. So that probably adds just more fuel to the fire. And he goes to find out why Kong is gone. They have their attack fight on that, that ship, which they show in the trailers. Um, But I feel like that, you know, with the whole trailer synopsis of there was an ancient war between them to the last two standing. I feel like, yeah, okay, that's it. They're going to battle and fight it out. And then Mechagodzilla is going to enter the fray. And, um, yeah, Godzilla and Kong are going to have to work as a team to beat Mechagodzilla. But I do feel like w- within the fight between them, I feel like one it's going it, to be a stalemate fight. One of the fights they have, one of them is going to dominate the other one. And then the next fight that they have, the other one's going to dominate. Because they already mentioned and said that there's going to be multiple confrontations between Kong and Godzilla. So I feel like that that's what's going to happen. It's just a stalemate between them two. And then them two working together to take down Mega Godzilla. Both of them have their respective titles as king, as one will be king of Middle Earth, one will be king of the Hollow Earth or, you know, the the Titans. And that's where I feel like it's going to go from there. Um, So that's just my my predictions to Godzilla versus Kong. We'll find out if that is true after tomorrow. Anyways, I do want to thank everybody for coming in and hanging out regarding the google and t-mobile partnership um again if you guys think of anything please come back here put your comment in the comment section for other people to read um and let me know do you guys feel like this is good or bad and let me know what your percentage is do you think it's like a 70 30 80 20 50 50 let me know what you guys thoughts are if you watched the replay hashtag replay crew um, hashtag, um magenta goog. Uh, to let, to let you guys watch this, and and then also, um, yeah, that is pretty much it for right now, guys. Uh, I'll see you guys on Thursday, and uh, be on the lookout for tomorrow's audio cast. That will go up as usual, and um, let me know if Tuesday and Thursdays work for you guys for streaming. Until then, you guys be cool. Love you guys very much. Stay cool out there. Be great. Be awesome. Uh, stay peaceful. Right. Respect each other above all. Love yourselves. And um, yeah, peace. Later. Adios. And my son just woke up now. Morning, buddy. You sleep okay? Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Later.